0: Is there a point to living life if you feel like no one really needs you? Real life starts now.
1: Welcome
2: to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people
1: with real problems find answers in a real God.
0: Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay.
1: Later in the show, you will hear from Blake Ricard. Who wanted to end his life because he couldn't find acceptance anywhere and didn't know his purpose.
0: Hmm. You know, we all have a sense in us, I believe, of being wanted, needed, desired, Mm -hmm. and it can be painful when there's no one there that really seems to care about you. It's a lonely place, but there are times even in business where someone is really needed, you know, they're the top, you know, maybe a manager. And when they Mm -hmm. get fired, they're thinking, okay, what's my purpose now? Am I even needed or wanted? Maybe my family won't want me or need me. And Mm -hmm. it can be very difficult for someone.
1: Well, many times people place that value upon themselves based upon how others need them Mm -hmm. or value them. Right. You know, I was on the plane the other day and I was talking to a woman who had children, Mm -hmm. but her children were no longer children, they're adults. And she said, wait till you're an empty nester. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, and she started describing these feelings of just, gosh, what's my purpose? My kids are growing up, they don't need me anymore. Mm. And I had to let her know, no, you know, they still need you. They're just older. It's not the same, but you know, they're still going to need you. Yeah. But it's so easy to identify our value based upon our need. Yeah. And so many of us can do that. But what does the Bible say? In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. You know, what this verse really reveals is that we are God's workmanship. Mm-hmm. You, my friend, are a work of art yeah. <laughs> by God. And it says, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So, you know, your value is because God made you. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, is that, you know, just because your job or whatever it is that you're doing isn't maybe there anymore. Mm-hmm. What it means is that God has a different plan, yeah. a different purpose for you. That's to so walk true.
0: In. And it's a season. There's a season for everything the Bible says. So instead of us being short-sighted, let's be long-sighted and say, okay, there's going to be different seasons in my life and God has a plan for me in each of those. And we're going to hear from Blake Ricard and how he went through these seasons right here after the break.
2: Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless.
0: Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Leigh, and Joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And joining us is Blake Ricard. He lived in a fatherless home, had no real friends, was bullied, and tried to commit suicide in seventh grade. And we're going to find out what stopped him. Let's welcome to the show, Blake. Thanks for being with us.
2: Hi, it's great to be here.
0: Awesome. So I understand what it's like to live in a fatherless home, and it must have been very difficult as a young boy. Can you tell me some of the yearnings you had and the thoughts you had not having a dad around?
2: You know, it was very difficult for me because there was a lot of unknown things in my life because my father was never there, and I always wondered Why? And there were times where I would ask my mom and she would never really give me a straight answer. It would always be like a kind of a you-don't-need-to-know type deal or something like that. So there was a big portion of my life where I struggled with knowing who I truly was because I didn't know who my dad was. So it's like I only know half of where I came from. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you never knew who your dad was. And eventually your grandparents started to raise you. And while you were going to school, you had no friends. You were being bullied. Can you tell me about that time in your life?
2: It's definitely very, very hard not really having anybody. All I ever wanted to do was kind of fit in, especially not knowing who I was and having that part of my life that was missing. I wanted to find something that could fill that spot and friends were really all that I could think of. And no matter how many times I tried to be myself, I tried to be somebody else, I was always made fun of or picked on and I felt alone for a long time. And it was like, no matter what I did, it was never enough.
0: Mm. There are a lot of young people who get bullied nowadays and it's very difficult for them. And I understand for you being bullied, it really brought you into a place of seclusion and it made you feel very lonely and you started to drink and smoke cigarettes. Can you tell me about that?
2: Yeah, there was so much hurt that had built up and I felt like there was Nothing else left to do except turn to something that could take the pain away. It really made me feel better. And there were times where I would go to school borderline intoxicated because I would drink whatever was at my house before I went to the bus stop. Or I would smoke a pack of cigarettes and bury it in the yard so nobody knew because that was how I coped with everything. It made me feel like everything was going to be okay in the eyes of some people, it made me look cool.
1: Mm.
0: So you started to gain some acceptance through alcohol and through smoking. And instead of being the kid being bullied, you are actually part of some type of crowd.
2: Yeah, I was accepted. I grew up with my cousins they were kind of like my brother's. And they saw me as the younger kid that would really never be anything. I was never as cool as them. I was different. And when I started doing stuff like that with them, it made me feel like I was finally one of them, like I could fit in and really start to be as cool as they were, be part of that inner circle. And then when that transitioned in the school, there were people that I got to know that did that in my school circle. And I'm like, well, maybe if I let them know that I do the same thing, we'll start hanging out, we'll start doing these things together, it'll all be a good thing.
0: Mm, Wow. And although you met these somewhat surface type of friends, for you, you still felt alone and had a lot of heartache and pain. And it brought you to a place of in seventh grade wanting to commit suicide. Can you tell me what brought you to that point?
2: Most definitely. Definitely. You know, obviously at this point, I've been struggling with the same thing for a long time. One of the big things that really played into not being accepted and being different when I was in elementary school was that my grandmother worked at the same school that I attended. So, you know, you kind of get outcasted for something like that. People are like, "Hi, your grandmother works here," and you're such a nerd or a dork and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, when I had made it to middle school, I broke free from that because she was no longer around. So there were things that I could do that she was no longer aware of and I could go home like nothing was different so I did everything I could to fit in and found myself in literally every crowd whether it was the emo crowd the punk crowd the -the fill-in-the-blank crowd I was always trying to be a part of it and when it didn't work I moved on to the next one and eventually it just got to the point to where I felt like nothing was ever going to be good enough. And in my seventh grade year, I remember extremely feeling like there was nothing. And the only thing that I could do was keep drinking and smoking my problems away. And one day when I was left home alone, I was like, you know what? This is going to be the time. I'm going to do it because I'm not really needed here. I don't feel welcome. I don't feel like, what's the point? Why am I here? There's really no purpose in me being around if nobody wants to be around me.
0: Hmm. And had you been contemplating suicide before this or did it just pop in your head at that moment?
2: I had been thinking about it because they're, again, really not being accepted and everybody pushing you around. There was always that lingering thought of like, if nobody wants me to be around, then what's the point of me being around? So I had always kind of had it in the back of my mind, but never really officially thought about actually doing it or attempted. It It was just a thought that was there, you know? Mm.
0: Well, this particular time when you were left alone, you got a knife out and you're about to take your life and something happened. Tell me about that.
2: So I sat at my dining room table. There was nobody around. And I took this kitchen knife and I was going to stab it in my leg. I was ready. I was talking to myself. I'm like, you know, this is it. Nobody wants me. Nothing is ever going to come of this. There's no purpose for me here. So I might as well do it. And when I finally talked myself into it, I got super close. I'd raise it. I got to my leg and it was really crazy because I heard this voice that just told me to stop. And I'm like, What? I had to look around I thought I was going crazy Because I was home alone So obviously there's nobody else in the room And I'm like where in the world Could this voice possibly be coming from Did somebody break into my house (laughs) What's happening right now And then I started to have this conversation with this voice, like the voice was telling me, you need to stop this before something goes horribly wrong. I'm like, but why? I don't get it. Why shouldn't I do this? And the voice began to tell me things that I didn't necessarily believe, but for some reason it was talking me through not doing this.
0: Mm. So you heard a voice that was telling you to not do this and was talking to you through this. And, you know, there are people right now, Blake, who have felt alone, have felt bullied, have felt suicidal, and you actually had a divine encounter. And that doesn't happen for everyone. But I believe through this radio show that this is their divine encounter to say to them, stop, that God loves you and He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And we want to pray for those who are listening right now to let them know that that is not the answer and that God has a plan because something amazing happened to you. And we're going to hear about it on our next show and how your life was radically changed and how now you have so much love and acceptance. And we're going to bring those keys to our next show. Thank you so much for being with us, Blake.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you.
1: You know, the concept of feeling like you're unwanted or unneeded, and that there's no point to your life. It's so easy to feel that way. I think so many people can really relate to that Mm -hmm. and usually feel that way in some time in their life. But you know, the value of your life or the value of our lives is not determined in what you do or what people think of you. The value of your life is placed upon the one who made you. And when you realize that, just like money, money has the same value, whether it's being used or whether it's in someone's pocket and not being used for that time and that moment. Yeah. But know this, that the value that God has created inside of you, you are inherently valuable mm. and you have great purpose. And I want her to pray for the person who's saying, you know, that's me. I feel like in my life, I have no value. Well, oh, God is the one who's placed that into you. And you just have to receive it and let that be activated in your life. Mm-hmm. So Lord Jesus, we call upon you right now. We confess and say, Gosh, I haven't felt like I'm needed. But Lord God, I'm going to take a moment and believe that you are the one who made me. You're the one who needs me. And so, Jesus, I receive that. I receive yeah. you. I believe in you. I want to walk with you so I can discover the value and the purpose of my life in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. You were born for this time, and God does have a plan and a purpose for your life. If you need prayer, give us a call at 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. You're listening to Real Life.